Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on WeAreCavan.com. It's a very late show in the week. Um, I suppose as a result of, of uh, my voice disappearing, as a result of too much celebrating, maybe with Mullerhorn. So my apologies to the people who've been waiting on the podcast. But did you not, did you not lubricate your throat there? I didn't. Lu- well, I lubricated <laughs> the throat, but the uh, the uh, it just didn't have the desired effect. And the more I lubricated it, the worse it seemed to get. <laughs> it was one of those things I just couldn't figure it out at all. So I ended up going to bed on Tuesday and staying there, and, and my voice slowly started to recover. So we're, we're at the point now that we're able to do a podcast, and and uh, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo Celt to look ahead to the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship final between Crushlaw and Castle Rahan. Um Paul, it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game, Damien. I'm going to read you out a list of numbers. I'm not going to tell you what they are. You might figure it out. 19, 23, 20, 19, 22, 25, 20, my God! It's the ages of the Crushlaw team and subs. The eighteen lads they used last uh, in the replay against Carla. That with that averages out at twenty one point five years of age. Now you'll often Proven hear that it is by far the youngest team to have ever made a county final. Ah, without a doubt. You'll often hear people saying, uh, "Oh, the average age of our team is twenty two But when you actually look at it, it's it's probably twenty five or twenty six. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what happened there on the computer, folks, but we'll play one in there. Yeah, tw- it, it, it generally yeah, is. You'd, you'd, hear always people, have a you'd hear people saying, oh, the average age of our team is, is, is 23, but when you look at it, it's a bit more. But their average age of the players they're using is, is 21.5. Now, like they brought on Enda Gaffney, who's, who's 30. Um, <laughs> Who really, really? <laughs> he, he put on the point five. <laughs> he probably did. I love the brought on. I was gonna. I was gonna just. You can twist statistics any way you want. I was gonna just do the starting team, but then I said, "Well, they brought on two eighteen-year-olds as well." But uh, yeah. look, it's 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 an insanely I, young crush that team. I, I'm just thinking back. It's definitely younger than that Rammer team that that everybody said was super young. Like there, you, you look at there's an well, they, they had they had the McGee's like okay, Mark McGee or sorry, Matty McGee was was actually a minor. That mm. year, like under eighteen, but so was Paddy Lynch, um, starting for Crusher, the old minor football, and Brandon Boylan, and Brandon, yeah, yeah. But um, they they had they had a lot of young lads, like they had Liam Brady and uh, James Brady, and Connor Bradley was under twenty one, and and so was Owen Somerville, and and there was a lot of them boys, but but the they had more of the of twenty five plus, yeah. So they had, I know. Barkey and Jack Brady didn't play the replay, I think. They definitely didn't start that year. They were injured. But yeah. they had Barkey, Damien Barkey, Jack Brady, um, Ed O'Cole, James, James McEnroe, McEnroe, Bristol Carroll, um, uh, Philip Monaghan. Stephen, Steve Steve Monaghan. Monaghan. Yeah, so like they had a good core of lads there. Like Gary McNamee came on in the in the final as well. So, yeah. Like, there was a lot more of that, that age bracket. So they definitely would have been older. Take Take it back to the next young team 
that that you may think or that I'm I'm thinking of was the Gales in 2001 possibly that that young like they had your your the team was littered with Chesty and and who was Chesty would have been 2001 18 19 um so it and the king Paul O'Donnell was 20 Tom McCormick was 20 uh, or 21 maybe at most you know they they were Dominic Riley Carl Karate uh, Darren Rabbit, you know Cormac Nelligan, they were all of that twenty twenty one. You know, I I love that you yeah. compare. They're yeah. possibly the only one. They they were flanked with Mickey Graham, Carl Collins, James Doonan. Uh, who else was there? There was you know a few a few slightly older, all right, but that was definitely a young team. Buggy, you mind Buggy? Was it Buggy? That's right. Yeah, yeah so, that's right. Um, Don't Buggy. So. Yeah, the were like that. They'd be probably the closest rivals, and the Bailey team in '95 was very young too. Was very young, but and the interesting thing will be at some point because I think the Gales lost 2000 or 2001 with that young team, and then came back and dominated. Yeah, so maybe that's a comparison with Rammer to come, or is it a comparison with Crushlaw? But look, we're getting ahead of ourselves because the Gales won the championship, Bailey won the championship. Crystal haven't won the championship yet. They didn't. They didn't as yet. But they, uh, they're, they're definitely going to give it a rattle. That's for sure. Looking at it, um, I'm, I'm looking ahead to this game, and I'm, I'm excited by the game that we're going to see. Um, I, I, I think we're going to see a high-scoring game. I think that having been on the pitch last Sunday and seeing how the, the surface is playing and, and in, in what immaculate condition it is, um, it's going to feed into an absolutely brilliant game of football. I think so too. I think we're going to see an absolute freewheeling, thrilling game. And the reason I think that is because it's in Castellan's makeup to play defensively. We've seen them do that before, but they're not going to do that this Sunday. That, without a doubt, they are not going to play defensively. And I've learned over the last few years not to read into anything from press nights, be it club or county. Because the amount of times I come away from a press night saying, I was impressed with such and such, or I was impressed with this or that, and it turns out to be absolutely rubbish. Mm. But no, this time, I, I know it from talking to Donald Keoghan and talking to Ronan Flanagan, they're fully aware that they played too defensively in the county final last year. And they're also, they got a, a massive boost in hindsight when they drew with Lavi. So there were two points up against Lavi with a couple of minutes to go, brought everyone back and ended up hanging on and getting a draw. Yeah. And uh, that gave them the scare that they needed. If, they, if that hadn't happened, there was a chance they'd have gone into this final and, and they'd have come back into their shell. But they came out in a few people, A few people, sorry not to cut across you, but a few people were tackling me about my my comments on the podcast last week or the week before, after the Lavi drawn game, and saying how they're, they're defensive. Castle and Torn defensive. And I don't, I don't know if I used those exact words or if people maybe picked it up wrong. What my problem with Castle Rahan was when they got two points in front, it it was right while they hadn't got the ball, they retreated back. That that can be part of it, but when they had the ball, the way they used it, it was that they were lateral, that they were slow, willing to retain possession more than willing to go and attack. Yeah. And I don't think that's the part of the game on Castlerahan that that frustrates me is that when they have possession of the ball, when they decide to attack, they're phenomenal. But it's that when they got those two points in front, they decided we're not going to attack, we're just going to retain possession. That doesn't suit them, you know? Yeah. And it'll never put them in the position. It's funny, just referring to Sunday gone by, Shawnee Smith, um, the, the Mullahorn manager, <gasps> was saying it's such a lovely feeling with you know 10 minutes to go in a game to be able to say 
we've this one. We can relax. We can give a lad a run that deserves a run. That that really, you know, nobody's playing bad out on the field, but this man deserves a run, and I can give him that. You yeah. know, and and get him on the field as well. And that's that's a situation that not many managers find themselves in because teams get two, three, four points in front and then decide to retain possession instead of really going for the jugular. Get 12 points in front and enjoy the last few minutes. Like, I have to say on Sunday gone by, the the ability to look round into the stand and see the Mullerhorn supporters cheering on the last three, four scores and, and, and hear the roars and, and look around to your teammates and put your arm around them, that was lovely. You don't get that experience if it's a one-point game with two minutes to go or two-point game with two minutes to go. Yeah, it reminds me of Cavan under-21s when, when um, we, lost, we lost two All-Ireland semi-finals by a point in controversial circumstances you could say against Cork and against against uh, Dublin, Dublin especially yeah. but the thing is when you when you and we got beaten by a point in the first round the following year by a last minute goal in Donegal, in Donegal. But, right. but when you're happy to win by one when your goal is to go out there keep it as tight as you can and you'll score one more than the other team you're always leaving yourself open to that sucker punch and I thought that with Cavan on the 21s at the time they were five points up against Dublin in that That's game right. and they did exactly that they sat back and they didn't kick on and didn't back themselves. Look, whatever we've done to get five up, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Why change it? Yeah, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, so but I, I really think I really think Castro sure. are going to attack. I'm, I'm sure of it because they scored twelve points against Lavi in the drawing game, um, and they got their they, they got their kick up the arse there at the end. They came out the next week. They played on the front foot all the way, and. They scored 119, 118 in that from play. So you'll hear a quote from Donald Keoghan here, which I thought was very enlightening. And he wasn't, it wasn't bluster for, for the media. He meant it. He said, our philosophy is if, if a team scores 210 against us, we're going to score 215 against them. Yeah, well, what, what, what a way to introduce the Castleham manager, Donald Keoghan. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations, Donald, on getting back to the, to the senior championship final. I said that was the goal at the outside of the season. So you are where you want to be at this stage. That's right. Um, I suppose we're back in it. Another final, uh, I suppose it's, it's a new year, and I suppose um, you know, just been, just been, this is our fourth year in a row to be there. Um, but obviously, we have to uh, forget about the past three seasons. You know, this is this is a new day on Sunday. It's a new year, and and that's where we'll be treating it. And um, a lot of people, myself included, would have said that this seems to be the strongest crush or Castlerahan um, team this year. Do you feel it's a stronger panel than you had last year? Yeah, I probably do. You know, um, it's, it, we have, I suppose, Brian Ennis has come in and uh, uh, to, to our team, and, and, and Shane McSween have strengthened up our forwards uh, this year. Um, I suppose we're, we're probably playing better. We're, we're playing more attacking football uh, this year. You know, I suppose uh, last year in the final we probably didn't do ourselves justice. We probably, you know, we went with with, with a, a mentality of maybe sitting back and not, and not attacking Cavan Gales. So. Which wouldn't probably be my style, but uh, this year, um, you know, we are definitely that is the direct message we're trying to get across. Uh, some days you, you feel you're banging your head against, you know, when, when, when the pressure comes on. Against Lavi last week uh, in, in the first game, we um, reverted back for the last 10 minutes, everyone behind the ball, you know. So, you know, players do maybe under pressure, but, you know, the message has been hammered home that we want to attack and that's the way we want to play with and that's that's our game and you know well, you can see the difference in the replay Donald he scored yeah. one eighteen from play like you must be very happy with that. Yeah well I mean look at the, the, you know our, our philosophy is you know let's go at it. Um you know if a team you're gonna be opened up, you know obviously when you when you go for games and 
you know, if we, if a team scores two ten against us, we'll score two fifteen, and that's the way we that's the, the you know the mindset we have this year. Yeah, and talking to Darren McCarty last night, he was saying about uh, it's such a credit to the Castrahan boys, like they're so tough that they come back. Some teams that throw their hat at it to lose the final, but do you know what's that in the dressing room? That there's there's no quit in these fellas. No, look, there's, there's there's great character in these boys, and you know. Um, I, I'm reading, you know, about Mayo and about, you know, it'd be great to see Castle and deserve it. You don't deserve, no one deserves uh, to, to win a final. You have to go out and work for it and you have to work really hard. And, you know, that's, you, you, it, next Sunday is going to be about the team that wants it the most, the team that has the hunger in the belly, the team that works the hardest out in the field is going to win it next Sunday. And we'll not be taking that for granted. We'll not certainly be taking Gushla for granted next Sunday. We know that it's going to be their formidable opposition and we're going to have to really work hard. And, you know, if we put in performance next Sunday, you know, the result will take care of itself. Yeah, uh, I heard James Horan saying that he's sick to the teeth of any talk of a quest or a journey or anything like that. He says all it's all just noise, and as you say, it's all about winning. So would that be something that annoy you hearing this? Of yeah, no, I, I think it's 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 very disrespectful to, to this bunch of players. You know, I mean, there's there's there's, there's t- ten or twelve other senior teams in Cavan that love to be in the position where, where, where you know getting the finals every year. You know, some teams never get to, they haven't got the finals in, in the last twenty years in the senior. So I think that these guys have shown amazing resilience. And, and, and character and courage and strength to come back and, and, and be there and be in a position on Sunday to lift that title if they, if they, if they, if they perform. Yeah, on a personal level, how are you enjoying the management? How, are you, how do you juggle with business? Well, look, it's, 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 it's a lot of time. Um, I'm really enjoying it this year. You know, last year probably, um, I suppose we, we, we did sit back a bit. It was, it, was, it was tough trying to get the message across. This year I feel that, you know, that it, it is sinking in. And, uh, you know, I, I've taken Marty Corey on board from Monaghan. Uh, he's an excellent coach. And look, I really am enjoying this year, and I'm really looking forward to Sunday. I'm really embracing, you know. When I said to the lads yesterday, you know, embrace this week. You know, it's a short, it's a short run in. Embrace it, you know. celebrate with, you know, it's a fourth, but I mean, they might never be there again, you know. So we're looking forward to it on Sunday, and I'm really enjoying this season. Okay, and when you're playing with then Castro would have been rivals. So you don't mind, you don't mind being up the road with them. No, no, not really. You know, I did, you know, I went to school in Ballygym stuff um, to St Clair's. I had a pub in Ballygym stuff, I lived in Ballygym stuff, you know, my daughter was born in Ballygym stuff, so I have a lot of, um, some of my best friends live in Ballygym stuff, so I would have a lot of connections in Ballygym stuff, so look at, um, when the opportunity came to, 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 to go and manage them two years ago, I thought it was a great opportunity to, 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 to because they're a great bunch of players, and look at, probably unlucky not to have two or three titles, two titles in the bag anyway, I had the last three, um, so hopefully we can write that wrong this year. It's, it's, it's very interesting listening to Donald there, because... I, I can identify with him where you you get the sense that he went in with the idea that I'm going to make these lads attack. And year one, if you think back to last year, try to group stages of the championship, Castle Rahan were attacking and they were scoring high and, and they were they were playing an open brand of football and you know, with possession of the ball they were on the attack all the time. And then as the knockout stages started to happen and then obviously the county final, we know how it goes. You're, you're, as a manager, there's very little you can do to turn that tide once the players decide that they're going to be cautious in what they're doing. And it showed that it, w- it wasn't a one-year project. It had to be a two-year project to try and change the mindset. Now, the unfortunate thing and maybe the, the blip for, for Donal uh, and Castle Rahan was that lavy-drawn game that... They, they went back to default 
But like you alluded to a little bit earlier on, that was a massive, massive plus for Castle Rahan to realise that, hold on a second, we're, we're after doing the exact same thing as we've done for the last couple of years in county finals and we should have, we could have been caught by Lavi here and could have been knocked out. Your warning is gone. You know, you've you've had your warning in this year's championship. You can't make the same mistake again. Yeah, yeah. I I think the Lavi game is an absolute blessing in disguise for them, and I think they're going to push forward. Um, I'm not going to give my prediction yet until the end of the podcast, but I I think we're going to see Casran post a good score here. That's the way. Keep them listening. <laughs> I think we'll see them post a good score here. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so we asked the, uh, the We Are Calvin followers on Instagram to get involved. Um, and the question we posted, Paul, was what would be the, the key battles? We got some cracking replies. We did, yeah. Some serious, some not so serious. Uh, <laughs> As always. They're, they're secret sort of responses on Instagram, so we won't give the names of the people. Uh, one smart hour says, the shop at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else says, Casaran v. Crushla. <laughs> Someone else said, kickouts. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually, they both have, have set pieces, but we'll come back to that. Securing a seat in the covered stand versus uncovered. Oh, that's always a battle. That is always a key battle. <laughs> Timing is everything on that. Uh, the battle between supporters to get the back wall of the terrace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mackie v. McVitie. We'll talk about that one in a minute. Yeah. The press on both teams' kickouts. Yeah. Da- <laughs> Damien versus a punctured wheel. <laughs> punctured wheel wins two times out of three. Mindset. Nerves of being in first final... V nerves of losing another final. Yeah, I, I think that I really think that's kind of what it does come down to midfield, and that's a Castlerahan man put up that that comment. He thinks key battles going to be midfield. <sighs> yeah, well, yeah, go on. We 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 we'll keep going through them because we can come back to that. Trying to stay awake listening to Hannon and Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no that, comment. That was one of your Mullerhorn players, David. I won't give you tell you who Lovely. it was. Cormac Daly versus Pierre Smith. Yeah, yeah. The mental battle, battle Castoran players will have before and during the final. Yeah, and it's it's such a different battle than Ga- usual. Gavin Daly versus Donald Kyogan. <laughs> 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 and which bench will have the greater impact? So the battle of the bench. Lovely, lovely. These are good. These will give us a few talking points. These sure will. Uh, we'll we'll go back up to the top of the top of the list. Mackey against McVitie. Um it, it it won't come to pass. No, no. It, it won't be a matchup anyway. But if you look at who are the two players that are most likely to win the game or have the most influence on their team to win the game, it's Key and Mackey and Darren McVitie for their respective camps. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think they both both have the ability to beat men and unlock defenses. And it, 
Um, even though it'll be a wide open game, it's going to come down to to who can who can create that space up front and and just you know get men on the overlap. Yeah, and Mackie and McFeedy are able to do that. They're able to get around a man and they're able to bring other players into the play. So whoever does that most often, chances are will create the most scores. Like. But they're, okay. they're not going to mark each other. No, 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 no chance definitely not. In fact, I'd imagine. I'm just trying to think of the matchups in my head, but I, I think that Paddy Riley has previous of marking um, Mackey a good few times. In fact, I think when he was 17, um, he marked him, or was he? He was still on the McRory panel, and he marked Key and Mackey in Breffney Park in a championship game. You know, going back that far, so. He's developed an awful lot since that, so it'll be interesting to see if that is the matchup. That could that could be the matchup. Look, Crush Law have a lot of good man markers there in the defence. Um, you know, so they have a few lads they could they could pick out there that could that could mark uh, someone like Mackey. Yeah. Mackey's hard to mark because he still has the pace. We saw that on the clip that we posted where he burned a player up on the outside mm-hmm. of him, Kingsford, and clipped it over. He still got. He's not as fast as he was. Not very few players have when they get over 30 or as fast as they were at 25 but he's still very fast and he uses the ball so well his passing and everything else is top notch and, and now he's going to be in the open expanse of Kingspan Breffney that it, you know, it, it should give him more time on the ball I personally think Mackey is not appreciated uh, like we know he's a bit of a rogue and all that like he's a bit of a throwback yeah. uh, and uh, you know, he likes party and all that Like, but he's a character and that's why he's popular because he's a character and he's himself yeah, and, and he's not one of these robots who 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 is kind of like uh, picked his personality off the shelf, same as every other player. He's he's himself, but I don't think he's appreciated. I don't think he will be appreciated for how good he was until he retires, especially at county level. Again, and this is veering away from the from the context of of the podcast, but you're, you're very rarely appreciated until there's some silverware there. You know, until yeah. until you've something to be appreciated for, and. There's, there's generations of footballers in Cavan that never got the appreciation they deserve because they never got the silverware. And, and, and that's just part of the reality of sport, that there's very few players that get the appreciation that they deserve without having achieved something. Yeah, that's a very good point, yeah. But if you take about silverware, like, OK, the 97 team was, was sort of top-heavy with, with forwards. Whereas they all say about the '97 team that it was backs they were kind of short on, um, mm. but I, I, I still think Mackie would have walked onto that '97 team, for example. I could I mean, there's, there's a whole podcast of a debate. I could definitely see a position for him in there now. But anyway, we're looking yeah. on to that again. No, we go on to the the, the second man in at Darren McVitie, as you said, the open space, um, the speed that he's going to get at. The interesting thing is locating him at centre back. Do Castle Rahan then decide to? push uh, a marker onto him does Brian Ennis decide right well look at I'm I'm staying centre forward but you're going to I'm going to mark you or do they, do they tag somebody different in that that's going to be an interesting call by Kyogen it is going to be interesting now uh, off air uh, before I did the interview with Dara the first thing he said to me was I wasn't I wasn't marking Key and Madden he was he was laughing now I should say <laughs> yeah. but he was like I was centre back but I wasn't marking Key and Madden because I made a bit, a bit of a song and dance that what a compliment it was to Key and that, that they put the county captain back to mark him but um, by accident or design he was marking him for the first few minutes anyway and it was very interesting to watch it was very very interesting to watch now I wasn't going to mention this yet, but when we're talking about McVitie and where he's going to play, I suppose it's a good enough time to bring it up. I think if Crush Law are to win, they need to vary this running game. 
it, it can get predictable this running game all the time and they've got a key, that Casaran full back line is a very very good full back line Stephen Cooney Fergal Riley and O'Connell likely be the full back what, line what's their Achilles heel probably a high ball high ball it, like they're not the biggest man ever so but I'll get to that in a second but I, they like and plus they like to go forward those three lads yeah. they, lo- they love to bump forward they have to keep them honest now at the minute with all, with all due respect I don't think Ka- Crushlaw have enough of a scoring threat in their full forward line to win the county final uh, but to say Paddy Lynch great prospect he's not just there yet he's worth his place but I don't think he's just there yet to win them a county final Like he's still technically still minor by mm. what we know minor football to be up to now and, and Barry McKernan again great left peg but needs to be scoring more heavily than he is Like he got two points early on um, first day against Garner was taken off near the end did he yeah. score in a replay no no so didn't 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 feature or might have come on in the replay last few minutes but yeah, so I I think that I think that uh, they haven't enough scoring threat in there. I think they've got it. You asked me about, about McVitie. They've got to start McVitie inside. Keep that Castro full back line honest. They're not bombing up the field if Darren McVitie's in behind them. And he, he's adding because yeah. think about it. At the other end of the field, Oshin O'Connell has come into a rich vein of form. He's over his injuries. He's fresh. He's spent a lot of time on the bench. He's broke back into the team. I thought he was electrifying. He's got pace that'll scare you. There's not pace in that Crushlaw full, full forward line that'll scare that cast around defence unless you put McVitie in there. I still think they've enough. But at the start end of Gaffney, he's quick. Uh, he, he is quick. He is quick. But Darren McVitie's the best inside forward in the county, in my opinion. I mean, he lit up the National League playing as an inside forward most of the time. Yeah, I I still don't know that he's an inside forward. I, I, I can understand why, and I thought it was a great move by and to put him into there. But my point on it is kind of that I, I think... I think maybe at county level you can get away with it because you've other players that can bring the level of energy and 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 work right out around the middle of the field. I don't know that you you could end up with Crushlaw having McVitie on the inside and him starve the ball. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible, but I I think they have enough um, legs out the field. That's one thing that Crushlaw aren't short of is legs and energy and youthfulness out around the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. It's not like they they have a few. They have a few sort of one pace plotters around the middle, and they need Dara to inject pace. They've got pace all over the all over the place out around the the middle the middle eight. Like I think that um, if I was Dara McCarthy, I'd start James Miller and uh, and Dara inside, and I would pin Casaran back and say, right, bomb forward all you want, lads. But well, we've got we've got a six foot two fielder with the ball in there, and we've got, in my opinion, the best inside forward in the county. So. Bomb forward at your peril. It would definitely keep them guessing, and it gives them a massive scoring threat. And they can mix up their running game then as well, because they're they're going to run a lot of scores. But they're, they're very good at yeah, that. Yeah, my 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 problem with that would be will they win enough ball? Like Pierce Smith will win a good bit of ball, and Paul McAvoy as well. You know, I I just don't know that they that did that did manage even to break even. Like David Ritt was on unbelievable form in the in the semi final replay. He was, but let's be honest, I don't think Damien Smith had the legs for him uh, in the in the first while. And then mm-hmm. then David got his confidence up. But like he was class, don't get me wrong. He 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 looked like if Mickey Graham was at that he'd he'd have been getting his number after the game. Yeah. But no doubt. But I, I think there was a mismatch there on the day and and that's what was the cause of that of course there's no crush law player going to be lacking in, in running the build anyway that's for sure no no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you it'd be interesting it, it, and it will be something that well, uh, they that have to throw a curveball in my opinion they have to throw a curveball every, every team that wins a county final in my opinion has one has a curveball somewhere 
You know, yeah. there's, there's something that that you go, geez, I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have done that. And yeah. it and probably every team that loses has the same. And you're you're saying that one was genius and the other was stupid. You know, mm. it, it, these are the, it's the look of the draw. You know, yeah. but it's well, I, I know is Jimmy Higgins involved with Crush Law. No, I don't think so. He's not, but I, I remember... Well, he was, he, he's, he's always involved in Crucial Law, yeah. but not, not along not the management of this team. I remember having a great chat with Jimmy one time, and he was he was just at the level of preparation that goes in at the inter-county level, and he was telling me about uh, a goal that Calvin created against uh, Mayo in the National League over in Casabar. <laughs> <coughs> and they had worked it so well, it wasn't just chance that that goal came off. It was absolutely scientific. And they had, they had, they had worked it where they were dragging players out to create a, a mismatch in terms of height in there and it, they did it a few times it didn't come off and I think it was maybe the third or fourth time they did it the mismatch was created I'm not sure what the player was but I think it was Dara McFeety then that got it and stuck it in the net I think it was Dara and it was all about the movement and creating that mismatch I mean you could see the fingerprints of that in his own club you could see it happening where maybe maybe Fergal Riley gets isolated on James Smith and suddenly the high ball goes in and you'd have to say Smith's a favourite there and mm. as well as Fergal Riley's playing, he's playing brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, it's 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 one to watch. It's one to watch. I I I don't know that you'll see it. I don't think you'll see it. But but maybe maybe fifteen minutes to go. All of a sudden, the game is in the melting pot, and 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 you try it. Then, my God, you know that'll pin back a Castle and defence at that point. And and how do you go out and attack and win a game from? From worrying about that point of view, so it's it's going to be very interesting, and I think tactically, it's going to be huge uh, along the line because we do we I think at this point we know what Donald Kogan wants Castellan to do, we know how he wants them to play and what he wants to to see them do with possession of the ball. Um, with with Darren McCarthy, we we know pretty much the same. You know that that he wants them to attack. Even though there has been a couple of low-scoring games, the two semi-finals, I do think that conditions dictated. Yeah, and and missed chances. <coughs> but Crusher probably should have had should have had a much higher score up. Certainly in the replay. Yeah. But there's there's a few games that they would have missed chances. Like I think the day that it clicked for them was probably the Rammer game, and they put up two fourteen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what they're capable of. And so it's a. Uh, like looking at looking at Darren McCarthy as as a manager, you have to say, well, actually, do you know what? Before we say it, we, we we'll go to the interview with Darren McVitie because um, you started by asking him, um, are they ahead of the curve in terms of the team's development? Yeah, it probably was considering the minor team that we've been supposed relying on is only two years. They played the minor final this time two years ago, so it probably is. If we, if we were planning ahead, you probably would have said. It is a bit far ahead, but at the same time, you know, when I was younger, so I always said, if you're old enough, you're good enough. So I think it's, look, the boys, have, in fairness to the, that team, them young lads, they've really stepped up. Like It's hard to predict when the, what age they would mature. They seem to have matured a lot, even the last few months. So it's it's brilliant. I think the average age of our team is about 21 or something like that. Like there's only, I'm the second oldest in the team, you know, so it's, um, no, we're, we're loving it at the minute, like it's really enjoyable, so just looking forward to it. And uh, people are making comparisons to Rammer from two years ago, but I was looking at the Rammer team and this Crushaw team is actually a good bit even younger again. They had five or six lads in the late 20s, whereas nearly all the Crushaw boys, bar maybe you and it's Paul McAvoy. Paul McAvoy, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it is probably similar in Rammer, they, they had a brilliant team in fairness, they had, they had probably more successful teams coming after each other and, and they really reaped the rewards of that. 
and we had a huge test against them this year. So yeah, look, we, we're, we're definitely building on what we have for the last few years, and hopefully we can keep going. I suppose. And um, looking at the, looking at the championship then today, um, do you think do you think the team is improving as it goes on, or is it a thing that that you peaked maybe for one game and it's up and down? Uh, I suppose we've been, it's been well documented. I suppose for yourself that we've been up and down, and it's a completely fair. We have been up and down. Do you know, we, we were that was one of the things we kind of targeted that we were going to put in consistent performances. Um, it, I don't know if we have put in a full, fully consistent performance yet. I, I don't know down to different factors, maybe the maturity of the team not taking our chances, just little things like that. But look, I do think we're improving a lot. I think the like the. the this one will be our eighth game, so it's, it's a brilliant experience for these boys. Eight championship games in, I do think we're improving every day. Do you know, because I know in the Cotill game we were very naive, we made silly mistakes. Whereas I don't, when it came to the quarterfinals, semi final, we didn't make that mistake. So I definitely think we're improving as every game we play. Yeah, and um, looking at the, I suppose the county final, then you've only one week of a run in. It's very unusual. Normally, to be two weeks of a run into a county final. So I think that in Sandy, it'll be not, probably not as much time for the hype to build up. Yeah, I definitely think it's no harm because we we've a very, as you said, a very young team, and you know nerves are a huge factor in the semi-final, and then the last day maybe not as much because it was the second game they were kind of prepared for more, but nerves will be a factor. And I think the less that I'm happy enough with yeah with the shorter running, I think it might it'll be it's probably better than two weeks and all the hype building and stuff like that. And um, teams in general, I think are getting younger, are they? Or maybe I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm thinking the same. I'm 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 realizing that I am getting older. I'm 25, and <laughs> the younger lads are calling me an old man. So. <laughs> Yeah, it, the same, it seems to be the way. I don't know if, I suppose, the lads get older, having family and different commitments, it's probably harder to commit. But it definitely seems to be the way. Even with Motherhorn today, you could see some of the younger lads really pull them through. So, no, it definitely seems to be the, the curve. And um, say we're looking at the first Garner game, 5-0 up then, and Garner came back. Probably crushed it off, probably should have won it the first day. And Garner ended up coming back. And then the second day, probably, again, crushed it off with a better team. And didn't win it probably by as much as they should have, by all accounts. So, what would you put that down to? Yeah, I suppose we started off and we started the game with 100 miles an hour and I suppose it was probably unrealistic to try and maintain that for the whole game. You know, we, we really went for it. And then Gowling got a few scores and kind of got back into the game. And then I suppose the second day was something... The second day we actually... The goal in the first actually really brought Gowling back into it and stunned us. And we, we found it hard. I think the first day of the game had it been gone longer, Gowling were pushing harder than we were mm. at the end of the game, you know, in fairness. So... It was um, we were just lucky, supposed to get out of there, and then the second day, I just felt we, we made more chances than them. I suppose just maybe adapted to the conditions, got a few lucky breaks. They got the goal earlier, and we kind of responded quickly. We got two points fairly fast after that. We kind of took the took the the momentum of the goal away, and then got the lead going in before half time, and then the second half missed them at five guilt edge chance at the start to kind of put made it very hard for ourselves. It was, very stressful there at, uh, near the end but look it's got, at least we got over the line at the end Gown is a brilliant team they were, they never went away in fairness to them like, we made it really really hard for us and any, any shot we were taking was definitely under pressure so that's probably part of the reason why we found it so hard against them and they bet the Gales on the same day um, you beat Rammer and probably the, the crush hours will probably slip through the net because everyone was talking about the Gales were beaten and the champions were out and, but it was nearly just two hours later it was nearly as big as big a result in the Gales beating or Crushaw beating the champions of two years ago I suppose it worked out nicely for you is that you just kind of came under the radar a wee bit yeah I suppose maybe there was more talk because the Gales were the champions and in fairness they have been the best team in Cavan you compared them to Dublin you know recently so like there's no doubt about it they have been that dominant and then for Gannon to beat them was incredible like I think Gannon was probably similar to us but they had a young team from the 
that minor age group, we bet them in the semi-final that minors, and they had a lot of players coming through from that as well. So they're kind of coming team like they'll be back no more than themselves. Like they're coming team. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's going well. I suppose. And who does who who um, seeing as the team is so young, who who does most of the talking? But is it yourself and Paul, or are the young lads standing up and doing it? No, sort of leading things. No, well, I suppose I, <laughs> I as you know, I, I do totally too much talking. But no, the young lads, they're they're driven they're not afraid to stand up we have a great team morale there like no one's afraid to stand up even a sub if they have something to say they say it and their opinions are respected but no the young lads are, they're not waiting for someone else to do it they're always giving out to me you know as well as me giving out to them there's no such thing as uh, letting someone else do it no in fairness and I think you could see that when they like Gavin got the, the two goals against us two sucker punch goals it was the younger lads who stood up and got big scores straight away after you know so no, we have lots of leaders all over the field. We're, we have a young team, but that doesn't mean we lack leadership. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Castellan? I suppose they're very well known. They're just the fourth county final in a row. How would you rate them? I think Castellan's an excellent team. I know when we played them last year in the championship, we struggled with them a lot. They're just They bring a kind of an intensity that's kind of... Uh, not many other teams can cope with the pace and uh, strength, I suppose, and the, the speed they break the line is very, very strong. And there's some excellent players and experienced players, probably something we don't have. They have very experienced players there who have been de- who have been lots of county finals before. So, look, we know we're, we're, the, the occasion will be a factor for us because no one actually has been there before. How, how do you prepare for that? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I suppose... You can try and imagine it as much as you can, but like it's you're never going to be able to. You, you can't beat being there, you know. So, um, I don't know. It ju- just depends how we react on the day. It's, I honestly, I hope we react positively and enjoy the occasion. But there is going to be some lads, as will probably will be on the Castlehan team, that won't play well. Will let the occasion get to them. That sort of stuff happens. So, um, yeah, I just hope we can. Get, I suppose react well to the occasion and perform on the day. Dar agrees. That they're ahead of the curve in, in terms of the development, and I don't think anybody can can disagree because of what we started the show with, the average age being twenty one point five. It's it's so so young, mm. but this is maybe where you give Jimmy Higgins and Philip Smith and Donald Smith and Lazard that the, the kudos. They developed most of these players through the underage structure in in Crushala. Yeah, Dar Dar McCarthy said that as well when, when I interviewed him on the same evening. He said that there's some really, really good coaches in Crutchlaw, and he says that's where this is coming from. He yeah. said they have their coaching setup is spot on. That was that was good. <laughs> and I, I suppose a, a young manager or, or or a manager young in his career like Darren McCarthy could very easily be looking for all the praise and all the plaudits, but very, very good of him or honest of him to say, listen, it's it's a matter of these lads have, have come through and they're brilliant footballers, but. Having said that, how many times have we seen clubs come through with two, three years of good footballers like that, like like even in my own club, and they don't go on to win or or get into a senior final? You know, yeah. Darren McCarthy has to take a huge amount of credit too for the simple reason that he continued that development, that wonderful work that was done around the age. He didn't stumble it or 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 stifle it. He he continued it for them young lads, and they're they're paying him back. You see, you're right. I was very impressed with Dara. Um, just when I was chatting to him the other evening, like he's very calm, and I wanted to get, I wanted to try and figure out what his approach is going to be. So I, I spent a good few minutes talking to him about 2013, and it was five years to the day, the day before that, last Saturday, um, 
that Balian had won the championship. I said, what was the key to win? And he said, me getting sent off against Lacken in the quarterfinal. <laughs> but I know all the talk coming out of the Balian camp after that was that McCarthy had a massive say in winning it because he got sent off. And people, boys were saying, it wasn't, no, no disrespect to Dara, it was one of the best things happened to him. It's because he, he, he suddenly became like an extra coach. Yeah. And it had a massive say in them winning that, that 2013 championship. And uh, so, but he, he kept saying to me about the calmness of it. He says, we, we had total belief and we were very, very calm. We didn't get caught up. The group didn't get caught up. Now, he did say that they were a very experienced group, the Banya fellas, which they were. But I can see that's how he's going to approach this. It's it's interesting. Now, you might know different, Damien, but Darren McCarthy is the only man involved on Sunday that has a Cavan Senior Championship medal out of the the players and management on both sides now Sean Brady has a Dublin Championship medal that he mm. won with UCD a senior championship medal that's right but I don't think any other player or selector or manager or anything else has a senior championship medal in the county which is very interesting isn't it yeah yeah when you think about it he's, he's the only man that has been now, there and done that there'll be 30 of them handed out after Sunday but who's going to get them yeah yeah it's going to be very interesting the, uh, the Daly versus Smith um, battle that we were talk, talking about on Instagram that, that's going to be crucial I thought Cormac Daly had a very good semi-final in Kings Court on Sunday evening but for me Pierce Smith was man of the match in Cahill yeah Cormac Daly did play well um, I thought it was probably his best game in the championship so far but it's a, yeah. for me it's advantage Pierce Smith if that matchup comes to pass I just think he's he's got too much smarts very, very clever player Used so to, busy so busy and use of the ball is exceptional like his hand pass and even all his little things he's got everything off to a tee and I, I think I think if that matchup came to pass Cormac Daly would have his hands really full I think Cormac Daly he likes to bomb forward in straight lines and he needs a simplistic role in the team which is uses pace and his, his strength power. and his power yeah, yeah. bomb up and down the field that's what he's good at leave the wily operators like Pierre Smith someone else pick them up yeah, yeah, I think you could be right. I don't think we'll see that as a matchup either. Middle of the field, we spoke about briefly. I suppose this all depends on 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 what way. We, we're fairly sure Porrick Smith, David Ritt will line out for Castle Rahan, and why wouldn't they? They've been dominating midfield. In fairness to them, yeah. Paul McAvoy has his foot definitely in in the midfield. It's just who's going to partner him. Yeah, look, they could rotate it around a bit. Um, who lined out in midfield last Sunday? James Smith. Yeah, oh, sure. Look, like likely will be James again. Like I, I couldn't see them. I couldn't see them moving maybe Stephen Smith or anyone like that to the middle. It probably will be James, even though mm-hmm. I, I personally look. I've crushed that back, as you know, and we got yeah. a message from from people saying stop talking about betting, so we're not <laughs> going to talk about it. Or every time we do talk about it, I'll say that before we do. Yeah, <laughs> gamble responsibly. As, as Damien O'Reilly was saying on Monday when we were playing this card game for a bit of crack, you, or Damien McCardle was saying to Damien O'Reilly from Mullahorn, we were playing a bit of card game and uh, it wasn't going well for Damien O'Reilly because his two sons were losing all his money. But he uh, <laughs> he was saying, look Damien, when the fun stops, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't happen. It just kept on going. It was great out crack. But yeah, that, that, your 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 money. You've money in the bank anyway. I've money in the bank and crush law. Twenty quid each way on crush law. But um, I still think that I still think it's going to be advantage Casaran with the middle of the field. Yeah, I do. I do. Even if it's James Smith and Paul McAvoy. If it's those two, yeah, they they can break even. But I think you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. I I I, I don't. I don't agree with you. I, I like to see James Smith out around that middle toward. Now, ideally for me, if you can afford him to play in a centre-half forward position, yeah. 
there's where you get the most because where Jim Smith is brilliant as well as the high ball is the driving run. So coming from out the field, running out of the fence that's facing him and 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 you know powerfully getting through them or sidestepping them and then finishing with power to the back of the net. I think that's that's a trademark of James Smith's game. Yeah. And if you play him at full forward, you take that away. Yeah, he's back to goal. He's better. He's better facing the goals. I yeah. agree with that. I think centre forward is the right spot for him. Yeah, it'll it'll just be interesting to see does he go to the middle of the field because I don't know that. Krushalaw have a lot of options in the middle of the field. I don't really think they have. Barry, you pull out Peter, Pierre Smith to play there, put in McVitie maybe to play there. I don't think they've huge, huge options for midfield. They don't. They don't. They don't have massive options for midfield. No, they don't have massive height in the team anyway. Like, yeah. like the likes of Pierre, so not small, but not a big man, not a big towering man by, by any stretch either. Like, so no, they don't have huge options there. Another guy we should mention is Shane McVitie. I think he's been been excellent. Man marking jobs almost and, oh, and, yeah. and, and and executing them perfectly. Yeah, he's. I think he's been absolutely excellent. He's really come on. Like he was on the bench for Cavan on the twenties this year, and that training I think has brought him on. And yeah. again, he, I mean, he's cut from the same thought as Dara. Like he's he's uh, he's an athlete. He can move. He can cover the ground, and and uh, he's tough as well. He's a good attitude. So I think he, just give him a mention too. When we're Another at. player coming to the fore is Stephen Smith. Different starting, type of player than McFeely. Like his, his skill level is off the charts. Like technically speaking, yeah. I remember bringing Stephen to to a handball tournament up in Loch McCrory in Tyrone one time, and we were waiting around for hours for the games. And then we find that we found an O'Neill's ball, so we went out on the football pitch beside the handball court. So it was a really nice su- summer's day. Uh, I'd say he was about fifteen at the time, and I remember thinking I had seen him play football, but we were kicking the ball, around. and I was like, oh, "This lad's different gravy." Kicking at the outside of the left, the outside of the right, every. If you were putting together an instructional DVD of skills, he's the man you want because he's his skill. Technically speaking, he's perfect in in all his skills, yeah. um, and he's got his confidence now as well. And he's grown grown into his frame. Like he's he's a player that's been playing really well. Like watch him on Sunday. His left peg is just as good as his right. Absolutely, exactly the same. Like and you can see that with, with the way he can in a very for a big fella in a small space, he's able to swing over points. Yeah. Yeah, uh, moving on to the, uh, the the fourth point, mental battle, and I like this one because this is it's a mental battle for Krushala, new environment. How do they adapt to a, a strange situation, something they've never experienced before? Um, then you have the reverse with Kasserahan, familiar environment, the the field, the occasion. The, the the build up the hype all the same, but bad with, memories with the caveat of bad memories, and they've never been favourites going in, you know, or never been strong favourites anywhere like this. So it's does does the pressure of 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 being the strong favourite now start to create something within the Castlerahan group? That's that's what a lot of people are are putting the question down. You know, one man said to me, "Look, pressure is pressure, and more often than not, it comes from within." And the pressure from within, or the the pressure in the previous finals came from within the group that they they choked on it, or it didn't it didn't happen for them. I think that that was a wee bit harsh of of your man saying they choked on it. it they, they didn't always choke, but they didn't always play to the best of their ability. Well, Ronan Flanagan said to me that he believes that there was only one of the three finals that they should have won. He said they should have won the Kingscourt game. He felt. Yeah, uh, he he said, and they were, like what there were there were seven four up in that game, I think something like that. There were 
uh, he felt they should have won that game. He said against Rammer, they didn't play well. The best team won. He, that's his own words. And he said against uh, against the Gales last year, something similar. He said they didn't take their chances. And I said to him, was it a was it poor performance or poor tactics? And I was kind of talking about it in general over the three, but specifically the Gales. And he said it was a bit of both. So he accepted that. Mm. They got too defensive. And we know that. But they know that. And that's a dangerous proposition for, for Krushla. Yeah. Because they're playing a team with a, with a, a pretty big limitation there, but they know that limitation. Yeah. And they'll have addressed that. Um, like, yeah. they should, I thought they should, they should have won the replay against Rammer, in my opinion. I thought that was the one that got away. Like, they were something like 5-1 up in the replay early on. And, and same thing. And come back, yeah. They, 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 could, they could be going for four in a row. Yeah, imagine, like, yeah. and that's the, and that's the small difference between winning and losing. And, and as I was saying to to a few lads at the weekend, everything up until the point of half four on Sunday, well, we we'll say three o'clock anyway on Sunday gone by, everything for both teams was wonderful experience. It was all brilliant, positive, so enjoyable, everything about it. But only one team then has a positive memory from the entire occasion. Most people, Castlerahan, it'd be just interesting to hear would many of the Castlerahan lads look back and say, at this point, yeah, look, getting those finals was enjoyable. You know, we loved the, the journey. We loved the experience of it. We loved the, the hype around the town and, and around the, the country areas of Castlerahan and the build-up. And, and they were all positive But they have to, Damien. If they, if they don't look back on that as a positive, they're wasting their time going in there on Sunday. Because... Donald Keoghan said it in that clip he said he thinks it's disrespectful to, there's a lot of talk around the county and he sees it as disrespectful he said there's 12 or 13 clubs in the county that would gladly swap places with, with Casarahan and it's oh, so different than Mayo 100% I, I said it to Ronan Flanagan as well I said look um, you're being compared to Mayo and he goes well he goes in my opinion Mayo are overachievers now I call a patent on that because my tweet got read out in the Sunday game, Damien. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, he said Mayo are underachieve or overachiever. Sorry, yeah. in 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 get like they punched above the weight and get into those finals. And I I think that too about Mayo. Like, um, you know, they just came up against a better Dublin team, really, like in a couple of finals, but and ran them very close. But maybe Castran are the same. That's you know, if they if if Castran lose uh, to four four finals in a row to four different teams. It's the four different teams part that's pretty damning. Like, like Mullahorn lost three finals in a row in um, 03, 04, 05, but it was to a great, great Cavan Gales team. That's right. Yeah. And you could forgive that. It's the, you can for, you could forgive even losing the county final to the Gales or Kingscourt. They were forgivable because they're the Gales and Kingscourt, and they're meant to win championships. But to lose the Crush Law, there's no there's no fallback option there. Losing cannot be an option for this Castleran team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, and and but that that creates the mental pressure, which is going to be interesting. And it's only in hindsight we'll be able to say, well, that was a result of pressure, that you know, or 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 you know, well, they dealt with the pressure. It's going to be one or the other. And, and yeah, it's, that really, this is really what it comes down to, like yeah. really, because I, you know, I I can't, I'm finding it hard to make a case for Crushed to win the game that doesn't involve Casarahan kind of choking or wobbling a bit. Mm. Do you know? So yeah. that is really what it comes down to. It does. It does. The bench. Last question. Uh, and and I don't think there's really much of a debate. I think Castle and have the stronger bench. <sighs> oh, I don't know if it's that clean cut. Like they, they they started with their best team the last day, which which had the two O'Connells in the team. Yeah. Um. But 
you took away two subs. If we're going to talk about who's got the best subs to come on, you've got Enda and Oshim are coming on. Who's two class players to come on? Um, obviously, they're probably going to start this week. Crushlow brought on Brandon Boylan, Enda Gaffney. Uh, Who's the third one? Sure. eighteen-year-old. Oh, my mind has gone blank. But I, I think that, yeah, like, who else is liable to come in there for for Casaran? Yeah, Barry McKernan. Barry, yeah. Barry should come in if if he doesn't start. Um, I think you're probably that's that's you down to your 19 players that that cast that Crushlaw probably going to use. I'm I'm struggling to think of more. Peter Smith did he play the last? He came on. He he was the other 18 year old. Yeah. So your 19, 20 players and and you know I suppose I was thinking of Ushin and O'Connell being coming off the bench. Young Cosgrove for me has been playing brilliantly coming in. Um, I'm just trying to think who Shane O'Reilly will be on the bench. He's now. had a good championship, had a great championship yeah. so far. Um, and who came out? Who came into the back, or who came out of the back line for for Endo Connell to come in? Can't just think now. But I, I remember looking at the bench and thinking on on Saturday night, and I don't have a program with me. But even with the subs that they started with, or the numbers they started as subs. They still had four or five options that you're kind of saying, "Oh, geez, yeah, well, he's worth a run. He's he's definitely worth an effort." You know, he's yeah, yeah. I I, I just I think that they may have just a yeah, stronger bench. yeah, yeah. No, they probably just have a slightly stronger bench. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring people's attention to tomorrow night. That Saturday evening, we're doing an up for the match in Pius's Polo Grounds. That's starting at nine p.m. Um, we're going to have on stage joining myself and Paul Fitzpatrick will be uh, some members of the famous seven in a row Crushlot winning team as well as a couple of members from the last time Crushlot were in a county final which was in 1997 so um, should be good old crack should be good nights fun there's a couple of spot prizes from a raffle um, that are, that's going to take place as well there's a, a four ball for Dundrum House Hotel golf course and uh, uh I think it's a night away for two people in the Pillow Hotel in Ash- Ashbourne. So, should be a good old crack. Should be should be a wonderful night's entertainment. We might even be joined by maybe, fingers crossed, Ulster winning Camogues uh, as the the Crushlaw ladies uh, Camogie team obviously take on. Um, who did you tell me it was? Lockheed Shamrocks Lock- from Matram. Yeah, so best of luck to them. That, that's on tomorrow afternoon as well. So hopefully that they go well. Did a big win against uh, the Derry champions. Yeah, they beat Balahi up there last week by two points, which is a hell of a win away up in Balahi. Yeah. Um, the previous, they beat Breda from Darren um, the previous week in Kilnalek. So going, going very well. Um, they're, they've won the double in Cavan League and Championship now three years in a row. Some so, going. But even saying that, they, they went to a replay in the county final with Lara uh, this year. So. Lara not too far off them, but yeah, no, it's great for Camogie and Cavan. Yeah, fingers crossed the girls pick up an Ulster title there as well. Uh, briefly to let people know, the Division 3 League Final, All-County Football League Final, takes place this Saturday at half three in Drumalee. It's Drumlane against Killing Care, a replay of the, of the junior final. Um, we usually see scenarios like this, that the, that the championship winners win, win the league. It generally ter- tends to to happen that does. way. It'll it just be interesting to see if there is if there is a turnaround. What does the turnaround say? Yeah, yeah. Generally, the championship winners do win. And now, I I remember I think the Gales beating Kingscourt in a in a league final where there was a big row up in Lavi one time. Right. I think that was after Kingscourt had beaten them in the championship. But yeah. um, 
normally it, do, it does happen but you know it won't mean the whole pile of the killing care boys either to be honest it'd be nice to get a medal if they happen to win it but the yeah. championship was the goal that's just it that's it that's it so uh, that kind of brings us to the end of this week's McAvoy Super Value GA podcast thanks a million for tuning in predictions Oh jeez, yeah. Sorry, better finish off. In fairness, I don't, I don't need to hear your predictions because I know you're going for Castle Rant. <laughs> Go on, tell us your prediction, Paul. I think that I think that it's going to come down to this. But Kyogen and Flanagan both uh, admitted to me that it was the strongest Castle Rant panel that there's been yet, even with Ocean Karen being out. And I think I think strong is the operative word. I think that man for man ability wise, there's very little between them. Um, so. Let's say you take a cornerback like John Cook and a cornerback on the other side like Stephen Cooney. So they're both they're both excellent cornerbacks. They're both lads who have really impressed in this championship. Man markers, good on the ball. The difference is Cooney's probably two stone heavier. He's got the benefit of six, seven, eight years of strength and conditioning work. And that is replicated all over the field. Not in every mm. position, but in an awful lot of positions. And as we always say, a good big one beats a good little one. When all else is equal... And if these players can cancel each other out, Kasran just have the physical strength on on uh, Law. In a lot of positions, it's going to be men against young lads, and I think that's going to make the difference. And I think that Kasran are going to win this game with a bit to spare. I could see them being four or five points up at half time and kicking on and win it by win it with a little bit of comfort this Sunday. Now yeah. again, yeah. I've, I've Law backed, so the very best of luck to them and the very best of luck to Kasran too. Nobody would begrudge it to either side, but I, that's how I see it going. Yeah, I, I I think I think it comes down to this as well, and 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 your point, you take you take a load of of players, and you have one that could be fifteen to thirty stone heavier, you know, put the, put them into the rock or the mall, and and you're going to see one one side win, and I think that that's a very valid point. I I I always always go back, and it was you that 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 I think first said it to me a good while ago when we were doing predictions. Whose need is greater? And if you look at it, Krushala know that there's a bright future ahead of this team. Win, lose, or draw, there's a bright future. Now, what that'll bring is an abandonment that we don't care. We're in bonus territory here. We'll go out and we'll just go for you. you know? and, and that's a scary prospect for Castle Rahan to deal with. But when it comes down to the heel of the hunt and the dirty you know, ball and, and the desire for that, that last snoo in you, Castle Rahan have to have that. Because they know the reality is, they don't win this. Chances are they're not going to win one. Yeah, you know, and and that's and and don't get me wrong, they could win this and win two or three more. But you'd imagine that this could be the the final nail in the coffin to, to Cru- send them down. Crushlow would dearly love to win this game. Casaran have to win this game, and, and, and I think and that's going to be the difference. Yeah. That that that, in my opinion. So I I I'd agree with with everybody on this, and and the vast majority are saying it. It's Castle Rahan's final, and Castle Rahan will will win it. Now there seems to be a lot of people that that are are, are still giving Crushlaw hope. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they haven't the hope, but I'm saying on all form, on on all knowledge that I have of of the two teams in front of me, I, I could see five six points vi- victory here for Castle Rahan if they go out and decide they're going to win the game, not hold on to a, a lead. Yeah, yeah, an awful lot depends on the start. If they can get a few points up, the confidence is are flowing. Mm-hmm. If it's nervy, if Crushaw maybe get a goal, if they throw that curve ball and spooks them, then it's game on, and maybe the old doubts will creep in. But as the makings of a class game, 
It sure does. It sure does. Again, just want to remind you of uh, the up for the match in Pius's on Saturday night. Uh, myself, Paul Fitzpatrick, should be a great night's crack starting at 9pm. So do come out and, uh, and and see if you're anywhere near the Kinelec area. Thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Best of luck to both teams um, on Sunday. And if you can't make the game, remember, there's full live commentary on Shannon Side Northern Sound with myself and Mickey Brennan. Hope you enjoyed the weekend's action. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinizer, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>